Welcome, you're with Lauren and Emma on the Parenting NI podcast. Um, I'm just going to go straight into um, the chat really today because I'm kind of sick in lockdown of recording the introductions in my room on my own. So um, welcome everyone. Uh, it's nice to have you with us, particularly if you are a new listener because we've had quite a few of those over the lockdown period, which is great. Um, and before we get into the chat here with Lauren, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping. So if you have been listening and enjoying the podcast, will you please subscribe or follow us on whatever podcasting app that you're listening on? Um, and then also give us a wee rating and a review because that's really helpful. It helps more people find us. And that is what this is all about. It's about getting more support out to more parents. So Lauren, how are you? Hi. How's things? Today is a good day. It's is a it? So how's life been in lockdown? How are you getting on? Oh, I love it. Do you? I think I'm one of the odd people that actually really enjoy it. I love having the kids at home and it, like as stressful as that can be, mm-hmm. as stressful as it can be. Um, I actually enjoy, I enjoy the slow pace. I should rephrase that. I enjoy the slow pace of life and not having, there's no kind of or rushing about oh I need to be here or I need to be there or swimming lessons is at 10 and ballets at this time and <laughs> jiu at this time you know there's no having to remember yeah where I need to be or what I need to do and all that rushing about so it's actually enjoyable the kind of slowness of life at the minute yeah okay, okay no. I, I enjoy that part of it uh-huh no, I, I can kind of understand that as as well like I think there's quite a lot of people are saying that that um even though there is challenges and stresses, it can also be quite nice to have the more family time and spending more time together, which, yeah, I mean, yeah, we all have our good days and bad days, don't we? If you had asked me yesterday, that might have been a different answer. Because the computer decided to have a meltdown. Oh, no. Yeah, but. working from home is definitely, it definitely has its challenges for sure. Um, so this isn't the first time that Lauren and I have been on here for a good old matter. Uh, the last yeah. time that we had a chat, it was about books and reading. Um, but this time around, we're going to be talking about something that's become, I think, particularly important over this period of time. Um, if, it, if, it, if it hasn't actually previously been, which it probably should have as well. Um, but that's self-care. And... Uh, as well as being colleagues, Lauren does know me quite well. We're quite friendly. So she would know that I'm maybe a little bit, uh, well, why would you put this, Lauren? Maybe a wee bit sceptical <laughs> at times. So um, <laughs> when it comes to self-care, like for me, sometimes I think it's thrown about as a bit of a buzzword. So like, yeah. um, you know, if you think about big corporations and companies like, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's goop and you know these people kind of trying to sell you wellness and self-care has kind of become a big business as well in the last few years which kind of is a bit sits uncomfortably with me but at the same time let's just strip it back and tell everybody what self-care is because it doesn't need to be buying into these big fads and all the rest of it. No, not at all. Self-care really, for me personally, and I suppose if we're talking to parents or talking to practitioners, and uh, for me self-care, and it sounds that, that, what is it that we say, you can't pour from an empty cup. So Mm -hmm. it's filling you up from the top to make sure that you are able, if you you think of an airplane, 
you know and somebody told me this and I went oh my goodness that really really makes sense you know so you think of an airplane and what they tell you you know what the hostess tells you at the very beginning you know when the oxygen mask comes down you need to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help anyone around you yeah so you have to really look after yourself before you can look after anybody else so yeah. for me that's what self-care is is making sure that you are okay before you ensure that any, anybody around you is okay and whether that be family friends children whoever it may be you have to make sure that you're okay first so that you can look after everyone else you know and when you think of you know i was trying to quickly read through things and and go oh what am i talking about what am i doing <laughs> and i was looking at and it makes sense maslow you know when you think of maslow's hierarchy of needs and what you need to make sure that you're okay so it's like all your your food your drink everything like that to make sure that your physical body is okay then you come on to your you know safety yeah. and then you look at your love and belonging so it kind of works up that way so you have to make sure and to me it goes hand in hand so you have to make sure that you're physically okay and then look after your mental health too so it kind of goes mm -hmm. hand in hand because you can't have one without the other and for me that's what self-care is is looking after yourself inside and out that sounds really like simple when you when you say it like that lauren doesn't it but at the same time it's simple sure it's not yeah, no <laughs> because even if you think about i mean particularly the time that we're living in at the minute um and it's it's something that i think i mean you'll be able to to tell me yourself as a, as a parent but i think it's something that parents and particularly maybe mothers um i think it's a it's a big female thing guilt uh but you know it's something that like people struggle with in general and taking time for themselves because you've got so much else going on you've got other commitments you've got work and i mean particularly now where you're trying to work at home you're trying to maybe make sure your child is still getting a bit of education or following some sort of program that schools maybe sent home you might have elderly relatives who are shielding and things like that and maybe people are kind of thinking at this time, self-care, like, I don't even have time to think about, you know, what's happening in the next five minutes. Yeah. How can I take time for myself? Could you maybe give us a wee bit of insight into maybe managing that guilt or, or, or how parents could maybe cope with that sort of feeling? Yeah, because, and it happens as often. I feel, you know, it's, and especially I think at the beginning of lockdown, I remember going, right, I have to work. I have to make sure my son's doing his work and he he's kind of he's older so he he's actually loving life because he's <laughs> at, he's coming 17 so he was to do his GCSE so he has no GCSEs to do so he's <laughs> like oh this is an extended holiday <laughs> um but then I have a, she turned six in lockdown my daughter so my kind of focus is kind of on her because it's more she does need that more help and I remember going at the beginning going right she needs to get this done and I have to work and I had set us up a workstation in the kitchen so she sat facing me mm -hmm. but then if she wasn't getting it done I was going but I need to get this done and what do you how do you share your time out you know what is your priority is it getting your child to do their school work or is it you doing your actual work and mm -hmm. feeling guilty if one wasn't getting done yeah. So, and that for me, I think it just comes with time is to kind of let go and just go, well, do you know what? If it's not done, it will be done at a later stage. And I've got now, you know, if something isn't done in work, 
I kind of maybe just log on a wee bit later on when time is a bit quieter, get it done. And if she doesn't get a bit of her schoolwork done, I kind of let it go and go, well, there's always tomorrow or there's later on when she's feeling a wee bit more, you know, when she's not as annoyed or she's not as frustrated. And sometimes, yes, that is easier said than done. But for me, it's just took a wee bit of time to kind of get my brain thinking that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because our brains don't always think that way. You know, our brains are wired to always be on the go because that's a society that we have been, we've been set up to do, to be always on the go and always be what's happening next, what's happening next. Yeah. Where I think this has shown us that we can't plan that way. We can't go, what is always happening next? Because nobody, nobody knows that. Yeah. So it's kind of trying to sit yourself down and saying, well, what can be done about it? And letting go of it, just letting go and going, well, what's the worst that can happen? If you think, you know, it's about being in the, and this kind of is jumping from one thing to another. For me, it's being in the presence of now and going, what can I do here and now? You know, can't get this bit of work done. My daughter can't get that bit of school work done. We can't do it right here and right now. So let's move on. You know, and I think I was always, 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 always the biggest skeptic of kind of that mindfulness and mm. meditation. And I can see you laughing because you're probably going, yeah, Lord, I know. And I always thought, I always said, nah, you know, because my mind always worked at sitting, why would you sit quietly and go? Because my mind could never focus on the here and now. I was always going, I could have had a wash done. I could have had the dinner prepared. I could have been doing this. I could have been doing that. Why would I sit quietly for five minutes? Yeah. But, you know, something in my personal life happened and I did. I made myself just sit and sit in the quiet and think of the here and now and go, well, what can actually be done about it? Yeah. If there's nothing can be done about it, you need to move on. I suppose it's kind of looking at those things that you... I mean, there's very little that we have control over at the minute in this kind yeah. of environment that we're living in and the, the restrictions and things. I know things are starting to ease and I suppose that'll be interesting as well because as you were speaking there, I was kind of thinking about how, as you said, you know, people have had to reflect on the tradi- like traditional sort of norm and in inverted commas yeah. of what yeah. we have been used to and it is kind of that very fast-paced lifestyle, very, you know jumping from one thing to the next uh-huh. and I wondered like will things change because I know I know even within parenting NI they're kind of starting to look at, at what ways we can maybe work differently and you know maybe more employers will look at more flexibility and things for parents yeah. because I know yeah. even thinking about the the kind of having to work maybe you're saying trying to balance bits for maybe whenever your daughter you need to spend more time with her maybe at a, a certain point with education and you'll maybe try and do something then later in the evening I suppose it is if you're getting your hours done but at the same yeah. time that's kind of that doesn't always you know, and yeah. it, you know and maybe that's unfair of me to say because I, I'm fully aware you know it doesn't work for everyone because I'm quite lucky really mm-hmm. really lucky in the job that I do that it is flexible like that and allow, allows me to do that but but I am well aware you know my sister doesn't do you know she works in the corporate world Mm -hmm. so she she wouldn't be allowed you know she wouldn't be afforded that same flexibility Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which can be quite hard for her and it's kind of suppose then you have to look at and that's a different subject altogether that work life work life balance so you know things are different and you have to work 
you said the great thing, you have to work with what you control. If you can't control, if something is out of your control, you have to let it go. Because if you can't control it, there's no point worrying about it because it's going to happen anyway, you know. So you have to think of it like that, you know. Think about what you can control and what is stressing you out. So if something is really, really stressing you out, which to me is another element of self-care, but you can't control it, it's how you deal with it. There's no point, no point getting, you know, my great thing, and I suppose this again comes with time. If I can't control something, I can't let it stress me out. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I have always, you know, people laugh, and I used to, you know, in previous employments, and I suppose part of still this employment is, you know, working with kind of students and working with practitioners and developing training and delivering training. And people used to say, oh, look, there's Lauren, never worry. Because I, I was just that type of person going, why get stressed? It's just going to make you sick. You know, there's no point. And that's just my personality, that yeah, I just yeah. try not to let things get that much on top of me that it's really, really going to weigh me down. Because if it's not in my control, if I can't control it, why worry about it? But I'm not, you know, realistically, I know that's my personality, but I know everyone is so different and that's what makes us all unique, that I know not other people are going to feel like that or going to react like that. So it's kind of looking at, you know, putting in perspective, what is stressing me out? What is causing this kind of overbearing feeling of dread or what is weighing me down to find out what is the actual stressor in my life so that you can then start a good self-care regime, if you mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Because that's the only way that you're going to get through it is finding out, pinpointing what it is that's weighing you down, what it is that's stressing you to see, well, let's see what I can do about, about that actual thing. And sometimes it is like we, what we said earlier is taking that five minutes of kind of med- I don't want to say the meditation kind of thing, but that five minutes of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. You know, taking five minutes, whether it be in the evenings, whether it be when the kids are sitting watching their TV or when they're doing their wee bit of work on their independent work on their own, and taking that five minutes to say, well, what is it that's actually really stressing me out? So that we can then you can pinpoint and deal with it and move on. And so I know, I know you are, you, you're a very positive sort of person, Lauren, and you do have a, a, a great outlook <laughs> on things. I think, you know, I, I, I certainly could definitely do with being a wee bit more like you. But um, I am, I am sort of one of those people that, that will get stressed and worry about things. And I do think, I think particularly over this period, it is something that has kind of forced me to, to sort of, because when, when you're, when you boil it down, it really has been focusing on like your health and, and well-being over this kind of period of time, because you worry about yourself, you're worried about your family yeah. um, and their health and well-being. And I think it has kind of forced me certainly to, to look at kind of what, I need to do to look after myself and that can be really like simple things like trying not to get stressed out about about certain things or you know taking just five minutes to myself as you say I definitely wouldn't have been one for like meditation or any of that kind of stuff but I, just, I still struggle with that that's why yeah. I say take five minutes kind of just for a wee bit of reflection to say well what is it and if you like look at it and say well what's challenged me today 
you know, yeah. what have seen the challenges and whether it be, you know, working from home, homeschooling, self-isolating, worrying about your parents. What, what has been the mm-hmm. actual challenge? Just sit and think about, well, what is the actual challenge that I'm facing that's weighing me down? And whether it be homeschooling, for talk's sake, you know, because that is something that challenges me. It does challenge me. I think teachers deserve, they don't even deserve medals, they deserve double their money and <laughs> trophies galore, honestly, <laughs> because it, it drives me insane. But so think I'll, I'll use the homeschooling as an example. So that's a big, big challenge for me. Mm-hmm. So what is it that's challenging me? What is it that's worrying about me? And that's what I done at the very kind of four weeks down the line about, well, what is it that's <laughs> actually worrying me about the homeschooling? And when I broke it down like that and actually thought about it, I just felt, Lauren, why are you even worrying? Mm-hmm. Ways up. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only do what you can do. Yeah. I'm not a, you know, I, I'm not a qualified teacher of children. So why would I even try to be? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's really, I think that's really important, actually. Just got kind of self-talk with yourself. Like yeah. when you feel yourself kind of stressing out and like sitting back for, for just a couple of minutes and thinking, right, hang on. What is it that's worrying me here? What can I do about it? And if I can't do anything about it, there's no point in stressing anymore because you're just getting yourself more worked up and more anxious and it just ruins your day. So there's no, yeah. there's no real point. But um, so as something like that, as something like those couple of wee minutes, is that self-care? What, what, what does it look like in terms of, if there's parents maybe listening to this and thinking, do you know what? Yes, I hear about self-care. I should maybe be doing a wee bit more of it. I'd love to just get a bit of time to myself and kind of focus on my well-being and worrying about everyone else and worrying about the kids. Um, and I think that must be so hard because you've got this yeah. other wee person or other people that are your priority as well. So what can it look like? Obviously, it looks different to a lot of different people, but maybe if you just give us some wee examples. Well, for me... I suppose what you're saying, yes, that is self-care because you're talking to yourself and kind of boosting yourself. You know, if you have nobody around you to boost your confidence or boost your self-esteem, because that's what we as adults thrive on, is somebody, you know, the compliments, the kind of positive self-talk. So if nobody else is going to do it, do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, to me, that is self-care, is that positive self-talk and doing it for you. You're not doing it for anybody else, you're doing it for you. So it's that that yeah that's self-care another self-care thing you know and I was thinking about this one I was thinking about the podcast well what is it for me what do I do for myself that self-care and uh, you know and it could be anything exercise you know if you go out and do your your walk whether it be walk running going to the gym well, well I suppose you can't go to the gym during <laughs> lockdown but you know kind of we things like that I know personally for me, you know, I am a single parent and when my daughter, she would see her daddy, you know, spend doing overnight stay with her daddy one night, you know, on a, a Tuesday night. So when she goes on a Tuesday night, I either do something, that's my time to do something for me. Mm-hmm. So whether it be going out for a walk or making myself something, like I'm saying making myself something nice to eat. I'm not a very good cook, so I wouldn't really <laughs> do that. No. So it might be treat myself to something nice in the shop and whether it be like a nice pack of crisps, I'm putting the TV on. I'm mm-hmm. watching something that I want to watch that maybe isn't um, 
what, what, what have we been watching this past way back? Zootropolis, three times we have watched Zootropolis. Oh, what's that? Is that a film? A film on Disney Plus. That Disney Plus has been the best invention over lockdown, actually. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and the best five or a month well spent <laughs> because um, all the different things, you know, so yeah. we, that would be, I suppose, family time is putting that film on. But, you know, when the children aren't there, it could be watching a TV program that you want to watch or a film that you want to watch. To me, that is self-care. Mm-hmm. Running a bath, getting into the bath, lighting a couple of candles, um, going for a drive. For me, self-care, you have to do what suits you for self-care. Yeah. You know, like what we say, you know, what we talked about, if something's not in your control, you let it go. Mm-hmm. And everybody is different. So what I can control, somebody else mightn't and vice versa. So what works for me mightn't necessarily work for others. So when I'm saying to you, oh, this is what I see as self-care, somebody else could be looking and going, I right. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing that that wouldn't be making me feel good about myself mm-hmm. so self-care I, it, when you look at it is something that makes you feel good about about yourself yeah and that self-care or makes you feel you know that warm fuzzy feeling you go and you go oh I've done it like yeah. we had to do I done a training course one time and the icebreaker was to say something, it was kind of on your senses. So you had to say something that gives you that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. And I remember at the time, I love new bedclothes. Oh, I love that feeling as well. Yeah. So there's nothing like, my favourite time is kind of Christmas Eve when you get your new jammies and you have your nice bath or your shower or whatever you do and you have nice new bedclothes on or freshly washed bedclothes that are all crisp and lovely. and Yeah, and love that. Love so, that. That to me, that gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling. So self-care is think about what gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. And that's what self-care is. Do what gives you that feeling. Yeah. And that's quite a nice thing, actually, because I remember at the start of lockdown, I had kind of thought about, no, not right at the start, but a few weeks into it when it was kind of like, it's funny how things become the norm, like, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When I was thinking about kind of the things that, I missed and I had written like a list of things I couldn't wait to do again of things I couldn't wait to kind of you know like you know me I love my coffee like going and getting a a takeaway cup of coffee a lovely flat white and all that kind of stuff so it is actually kind of see even things like that that's something that I find like writing things down and positive things so like that's quite a nice task maybe that people might want to try like what is the things that bring me joy? What is the things that bring me pleasure? And you could have that wee list and then... Your bucket list. Yeah, work through a self-care bucket, yeah. bucket list. Because I suppose, as you say, I mean, it, the name does kind of give it away in terms of, you know, it's looking after yourself and itself. So it's what you obviously would enjoy. So it is going to be very individual to people. Um, but I do just think there is a bit of a... I thought it was important to talk about what it could be and and why it is difficult to kind of do it at times, because I do think there is this myth around it as well. And, and this pressure maybe that people feel yeah. to kind of, to be living their best life type thing, you know, like getting, yeah. if, and if you don't feel like you can get that bit of time to, you know, spend on yourself, then 
that is difficult and that can maybe make you feel worse if you see people putting their posts on Instagram of them sitting reading the book with a cup of tea or do you know what I mean and you're tearing your hair out with a child that's misbehaving or that kind of that's thing exactly why you know I personally have come off kind of social media because it's something that I can't deal with is that perfect life because mm. my life by no means is not perfect and it really isn't perfect you know we shout screen but you know in social media when you get caught up in that Mm -hmm. kind of perfect life yeah and that for me for me that was self-care coming off that because I just couldn't deal with all these people having this perfect life and I was going how can they do that and how can they do that and but it's not it's not it's what social media portrays or people portray on social media so uh, personally for me that was a bit of self-care as well is coming off that because realizing that nobody's life is perfect that Mm -hmm. what makes us so special and so unique is us because we are all special and we are all unique and that's what you have to keep telling yourself that you're special you're unique and you're one of a kind yeah and once you then kind of get into a wee bit of a routine maybe with it even if it is just taking five minutes to have a cup of tea or something um what are the benefits of that because I had talked in the last episode of the podcast with Kahar a wee bit about kind of looking after your mental health and he had sort of said a a bit about how you know if you look after yourself it has a knock-on effect in other areas of your life um and I think that's really interesting and an important point so what would some of the benefits of self-care be? Well, for me, the biggest benefit is your mental health and your mental well, your emotional well-being. You know, if you look after you, you know, what we said at the very beginning, it's looking after your physical self and looking after your inside self. So when you're taking time for self-care, you are looking after your inside self and your outside, which in turn helps your outside self. So that for me, that's the biggest, biggest benefit. And then the other benefits come like the benefits for your family because mm-hmm. when you're looking after you and you're happy and you're content I suppose I should say content because nobody's happy all of the time but yeah. for the lot of the time we want to feel content within ourselves so when you're feeling that contentedness it passes out on to the rest of your family mm-hmm. so they in turn are more calm they're feeling content and you can deal with things more easily so when I get for me when I get that wee bit of self-time or that wee bit of self-care and I'm feeling that contentedness and I'm not that frazzled mommy that's running about. <laughs> um, it passes down on to my children because then my children feel that more contentedness, that calmness. And they're, they're going to be more, I suppose it's building their emotional health and their emotional well-being as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're seeing, t- they're seeing that too. So for me, they're the two biggest benefits. The biggest benefit being for your emotional well-being and your mental health and then for your family. Yeah. And for me, that's the biggest benefit. And for obviously, there's other benefits, you know, like your health, your health and your well being as well, you know, and there's different aspects to that. And probably too much that could be another totally different podcast, but <laughs> it could go on and on and on. But it's just, I can't stress enough that the importance of looking after yourself because, again, and I'll go back to saying that about the, 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 the kind of the art, the like the airport thing or the hurricane thing, you know, if you don't look after you, 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 you're going to be no good to anybody else. Mm-hmm. 
So that's the biggest thing for me is to look after you or that the other we what is it the other you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So if you're not filling yourself up, how can you help other people? So if I wasn't helping myself or giving myself that positive self-talk or doing a wee thing for myself as small as it may be, how could I help my family? How could I help my children? And I suppose I'm going back a bit thinking again of that Maslow's hierarchy of needs and bringing that bit of theory into it. But think about how are you meeting your needs? You know, how do you express your needs? You know, are you the type of person? And that again, it goes back to that self-reflection. And I suppose it's something I should have said when we were talking about it is, you know, how do you express your needs? How do you say, you know, are you the type of person that always says no? Or are you the type of person that always says yes? So to meet those needs, are you pleasing other people? Or are you pleasing yourself? So we'll talk about that warm, fuzzy feeling. <coughs> you okay? Sorry about that. <laughs> I took my last bit of coffee and then started choking. <laughs> now, was it a coffee you made or one of those nice coffees you wanted from your coffee? <laughs> it was one I made. <laughs> still, I still haven't got up like the courage to go out into like cafes or anything yet. I know they are starting to reopen, but I'll get there. Did they give you a laugh? We were talking about, you know, what's your favourite? What What are you most looking forward to do when lockdown ends? Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to really, really think about it because I actually don't know what it is that I'm actually, I, I think I'm fearing. I think I have a bit of a fear of lockdown ending because mm-hmm. is it going to go back to that fast pace of life where I kind of, everything's out of your control? Yeah. Where, are my two were saying, you know, and my son, I suppose, he can't wait to get back into his jiu-jitsu and, you know, his competitions and stuff. Yeah. And Miss Bethany, our Bethany is a character. I suppose, Emma, you know her well. Because <laughs> I'm talking about her. She is just a character. <laughs> that keeps me on my toes every minute of every day. And uh, <laughs> we were saying, well, what can you not wait? And she stood and she thought about it for a minute. And she just said, I can't wait to go shopping. <laughs> when I thought about it, I just thought she is definitely her mother's daughter. <laughs> oh, she so is I Lauren. Then, because then there was no sign of shops opening. I done the wrong thing and introduced her to online shopping. Oh wow! Not a good idea. Okay. Not a good idea. Because <laughs> everyone is. Uh, what age is Bethany again, Lauren? Um. Six, she turned six during lockdown, so she had the, the lockdown birthday. Lauren, if this is uh, if this is your um this is your troubles at six, imagine what it's gonna be like at sixteen. <laughs> my mommy said the same. My mommy tells my son he's coming seventeen and mm-hmm. she just says you're gonna have to look after your mommy. She definitely knows which self car is. Oh dear, that's a gag. We were driving down um from mommy's the other day and here she is um was that we order him? That's what she said. Has that we order from Shane came from here? That we ordered. No, Beth, no, it hasn't came yet. <laughs> so oh, yeah. the excitement in her face the other day on Saturday when it actually came. But in saying that I made her, she her money box she saves up, she'd been saving for Lance Robbie, which obviously didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then all her birthday money she put in. So I allowed her to take some out of that and I says, No, you can put that towards your order just to kind of give her uh-huh. after, you know so she was saying when she was going through it how much does this cost and how much is that and how much will I have left oh oh so she's so learning even. but you yeah. know what I mean Lauren like say even things like that like I know like you do everybody will be worried about kids like maybe falling behind the schooling and stuff but even things like that like where's a wee bit of maths going on do you know what I mean 
No, there's there is there's so much there's so many opportunities for learning. Yeah, everyday life. Oh dear, right. Sorry, I totally yeah, interrupted yeah. Oh, yeah. you. I totally no, I'll, interrupted I'll, you with my coffin. That was me. So it's about uh, what was the same? Well, we're talking about meeting your and how to meet your needs and yes. that it's not hard meeting yeah. your needs. So how you express what your needs are. So you know whether it's through that self reflection that was said, you know, and that self-talk, talking to yourself to find out what it is that I actually need. What's going to give me that warm, fuzzy feeling? Is it, you know, somebody has asked you to do something and you just feel that you can't, but you've, you know, you feel you've no other option but to say yes. Oh, why can't you say no? Talk to yourself and ask yourself, oh, why can't I say no? If I don't feel I can do this, I need to say no because it's going to, if I say yes, it's putting too much pressure on me and that's not self-care. So you need to think about you what your needs are and how you're going to best fulfill those needs so that you're not stressing yourself out and remember when too much stress happens then it can cause burnout which isn't Mm -hmm. good for anyone so lauren when you're talking there about um saying no that's something i think um can be quite difficult to do at times especially if you're feeling a certain amount of pressure on you that you kind of have to say yes whether it's related to work or family commitments so if it's not going to be the right thing for you and you don't feel like you're able, how can, how can you say no? How, what are some ways that people can maybe do that for, their, for themselves? Making you a priority, it's essential to healthy, happy and productive living. So you might have to, you might want to be, I'm the type of person that I can't say no. I, I was always that type of person. Lauren never says no. Lauren will always say yes. Is there something needs done? Ask Lauren. So it's about looking at yourself and thinking, well, no, I am a priority. I'm a priority. Giving yourself that self-talk to say, I'm the priority here. So it could be, you don't have to always come out and say, no, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. I'm not saying that you have to just say no on a whim. Think about it. If it doesn't feel right, if you have that uneasy feeling, are you going to go, no, that's going to cause me more stress, which will lead to burnout. Think of different ways that you could do it. And, you know, there's ways that you could you could say, well, that wouldn't really work for me at the minute. Or that doesn't resonate. It doesn't actually feel right. I feel I need to take time for me right now. My body really wants or needs to do something different. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be in nature on my own time. An early night is a better option for me. You know, maybe... Is your friends torturing you to go out for a night out or, you know, you don't really want to, but you feel you can't say no. So it's a big baby saying, well, look, I really feel like I need an early night. I've been working late all week or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it. I'm not able to. I don't think I can do that. I can't do it. My heart isn't going to be in it right now. I don't have time right now. My focus needs to be on self-care instead. My priority is my creativity at the moment. I won't be able to fit that in today. Or I prefer not to. It's it, that's not my kind of thing. Or you know, there's yeah. different ways you can yeah. You know, you can soften when you're communicating with people about what you want and what you don't want, or what your needs are, or saying, you know, maybe you really want to say yes anyway. You know, you could soften that communication too. Think about how you communicate with other people, and that's the biggest thing we as humans do is that communication. You know, that's what makes the human race kind of so so unique is that we are able to communicate effectively. 
Um, yeah, no, I think I think that is it's it's really important to kind of explore that element um, as well because I think when you do feel and particularly what you were saying about creativity and stuff there, like I really feel that whenever my my job requires me to be like quite creative at times and whenever if you've got loads of other things on, it's it's difficult to try and be creative when you've got lots going on in your mind. So I really identified with that. Um, yeah, but then if you write down, you know, there's different ways that you can do it. You know, write down, make a list, yeah. write them down, or and prioritise. So write things down and prioritise. And, uh, and I'm laughing because you, I, I showed you my to-do list before we started <laughs> that because I was playing on the computer yesterday. Yeah. But, you know, prioritise what needs done first and make sure in that that you're putting a bit of my time. Where's mm-hmm. my time coming on this list? Yeah. You know, and whether it be, right, it's, I know, and I know a busy family, children do mainly come first. Usually they do come first. But you need to schedule in a bit of you time as well. So it's making sure when you're doing that out that you're putting in that wee bit of me time or shelf time or whatever you wanna you you want you wanna call it. And it's not about having these big, you know, when you're doing your list and saying, right, I'm gonna have two hours of me time <laughs> and you're in a big family with all these kids and you know, maybe a partner through into the mix, you know. That's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Never, you know, I'm always one, don't be setting yourself up to fail. Be realistic about what, you, what you're going to achieve or what you're going to have as me time. And whether it be taking five minutes to walk out the back and have a cup of tea out the back, that yeah. might be the only self time you have in a day, but it is still a wee bit of time for you. That five minutes, appreciate that five minutes. Yeah, so it is just about kind of giving yourself that time, however however small it may be. And maybe that can be a wee challenge to people listening. Um, maybe you might want to, to take some time this week to make sure that you do focus on you and maybe give yourself a wee bit of time to have that space and to have that reflection. And uh, maybe when we release this, you might be able to, to comment and let us know what you did or what you were up to and put it on the, the post on either our uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and let us know um how you how you do self-care what's what what is it that's good for you and, and gives you that bit of time to yourself uh Lauren I could talk to you all day uh you're you're a real wee tonic and I think that's something that we had talked about as well um in terms of what self-care is even just this even this checking in with friends and and colleagues and yeah yeah it's a it is it gives you a nice wee boost to your day particularly when we've spent what is it i think i heard on the news 85 days or something now where we're not really seeing people as much as we normally would zoom and phones the greatest invention ever could you imagine this had been i always think about um do you remember when the big flu thing pandemic came yeah yeah didn't have phones and they didn't have whatever how did they connect we are because that's something we as humans need we need that connectedness so how did they connect with others you know we're we're quite lucky in a sense that we have our whatsapp we have zoom we have what's the other ones house party and party and messenger you know all the different ways we have to connect with other people Mm-hmm. We're, you know, so think of it in a positive sense that we're lucky or we're blessed or whatever it is that you want to call it. We are. Yeah, yeah, 
Oh, no, definitely. It was brill talking to you. You too. Look after yourself. You too. <laughs> All right, take care. Stay safe. You too, bye. Bye.